1: Rugged, resilient, and timeless.
2: Welcome to Sound of Spurs podcast presented by Self Financial. I'm Bill Schoening, a longtime radio voice of the Spurs. And we are very pleased to be joined by George Carl, the Hall of Famer today. And uh, we've got lots to talk about with George. And uh, first of all, congratulations on your induction last September. I happened to be there in Springfield. Uh, You did a great job and uh, you've had an amazing career. Uh, It's hard to even figure out where to start, George. But uh, first of all, congratulations on uh, all the accolades. They're well-deserved. And uh, thanks for joining us. This is going to be a fun night for you, getting uh, recognized here in San Antonio.
3: Well, you know, I always love San Antonio. I, n- I have no idea why I found San Antonio, except not—I know it was 1973, 50 years ago. <laughs> uh, I drove. I drove from North Carolina. My agent uh, called me and said they want to sign you, and so I drove cross-country in about a day and a half. And I remember driving into the La Quinta Hotel at 7 o'clock in the morning and go to practice at Blossom Athletic Center at 10 o'clock. Wow. And um, San Antonio has always been really special. I mean, uh, you know, the way the Spurs went from nothing to something. Mm-hmm. Uh, You know, we had some good teams. We went to the Western Conference Finals, my first year in coaching here, my last year playing here. I mean, Eastern Conference Finals and lost to Washington in 77, I think. And I think we were as good as anybody in basketball that year.
2: Yeah, well, that first uh, Spurs team to join the NBA led the league in scoring. We, I want to get to all of that because this is a Sound of Spurs podcast. It's the 50th anniversary, so uh, we're bringing guys like you back to talk about special memories. But let's start about your basketball journey. Let's go back to the beginning uh, in the Pittsburgh area, Penn Hills, Pennsylvania. I was kidding with you before we started that I'm an Eastern Pennsylvania guy, Philly guy, and we're known for basketball. Pittsburgh's known for football, but there are some very good basketball players to come out of the Pittsburgh area, and you certainly are one of them. Uh, what was it like to grow up in Western Pennsylvania during that period of time?
3: I'm a blue-collar guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, my father, you know, was a high school grad and never went to college. Uh, And very early, in like ninth grade, he said, I want you to go to college. And uh, I actually was a really good baseball player. And baseball players at that time didn't go to college. They went to minor leagues. And uh, so, you know, I knew that somehow, some way to go to college, I probably had to get a scholarship in athletics and Basketball was my next love and I actually when I once when I signed this the 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 letter of intent to go to Carolina, I asked Coach Smith if I could play baseball and he said yeah. And I had back surgery my freshman year and then he said no. <laughs> and so I, he didn't want me to play baseball after that because of my back and the swing and the ball. And, uh, but baseball was my first love. Basketball came through. I um, have great memories. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania is a totally different city when I grew there, but it's still a cool city. It's really a good city. Right. Now, of course, the uh, Pittsburgh had the Condors
2: in the old ABA for a while, but I was trying to think if there were any other professional teams. Was it the Pipers that were there for a minute? Or uh, who were the professional teams The Pipers teams came first.
3: Okay, Pipers. And, and then the first. Condors, they, okay. they renamed them the Condors. And they won the ABA. The first year of the ABA, they won the championship with Connie Hawkins. Yep. Um, and I I saw that game. Doug Mo was in that game against Connie. Connie got fifty one, I think, on Doug. I tell Doug all the time. I said, Doug, I thought you were a defensive player. <laughs> Just yeah. like he coached defense, too, I right? Said, I said you gave up fifty one <laughs> in the seventh game <laughs> of, a play, of the NBA. NBA it know? was
2: Connie Hawkins, after all.
3: Yeah, and Connie was a, a great player and. I actually played, I had a force in the play a couple times with Connie Hawkins, and I always remember those days, very, very memorable days.
2: You got recruited by Coach Dean Smith. That must have been something.
3: You know, Coach Smith didn't recruit me until the end of the recruiting process, and, and he saw me playing the Dapper Dan Classic, which is the first week in April, and he got in late. And I don't know why I, I fell in love with it, but I have said since then <laughs> – that probably the best decision of my life, even though my wife, my ex wife, and my, my three kids, I say, the best decision I've ever made was to go to North Carolina Lake kind. What about having kids?
2: And, uh, <laughs> yeah, all that stuff.
3: So, um, yep. you know, I'm, I'm now a part of the Carolina fraternity. I'm a part of the Hall of Fame fraternity. Uh, I coached Real Madrid in Spain, and that was a. a That has probably 100 million people on its website.
2: And the Albany Patroons, let's not forget about those guys in the old CBA, Mm
3: -hmm. right? And the one year we were in Albany when we went 50 and six was a great year. (laughs) A fun, fun year of basketball trying to break a record of 48 and six. We had to go 50 and six, and we had to go, I think, the last 16 games. We had to win the last 16 games to break the record, and we did it. That's pretty amazing. Uh,
2: let's talk about your time in San Antonio. You, you talked a little bit earlier about uh, the drive that you made uh, across country to, to come here. Uh, and uh, I, I just read a little quick story, and, and maybe you can uh, straighten this out for us. Donald Dell was your agent. And was he actually going to play for part of your contract against Angelo Drosis in a match of, a tennis match? And Donald Dell was a Davis Cup guy who played in Wimbledon?
3: Yeah. that was. That's the story that Donald always told was – Donald represented Kermit Washington, and they were in a negotiation between the Spurs and someone in the NBA. The NBA won, and I think Donald was here in town, and he had to stay overnight, and they got into him. They they got into there Well, Angelo played tennis. He wasn't very good at it, but he played it. Donald kind of said, well, what about, I got George Carl here. He's a free agent in the ABA because I was drafted by Memphis they didn't tender me in a, a contract the first week in September, so I became a free agent. And um, I guess, Donna, the rumor has they were going to play, you know, for my contract. And I think it was pretty one-sided because I, I and not There's probably, like, at that time, there was probably two or three people that could beat Donald Dill you because know, he was a really, really good tennis player, as you said, a Davis Cup player. and. Uh, and maybe because of tennis, I got, uh, my contract, I, I got a guaranteed contract. But they never played the match, right? And, and, and according, uh,
2: according to Donald, they never played. But I, I don't know. But uh, it, it was good for you to, to come to San Antonio, certainly. And that was, that was yeah. your start. Yeah. You got into coaching right away. I want to talk a little bit about your coaching career or your playing career because you're here five years and you play with some pretty, pretty top-notch guys uh, during your period of
3: time as a Spur. I love the ABA. I'm an ABA guy. 100% through, I don't know, I'm, I'm doing a documentary on the ABA-NBA on the merger. The, the, the last five years of the ABA and guys like how great the league became. And, how um,
2: far along are you in that project? Because that's the first I've heard of it.
3: It's, uh, it'll be out this summer. Oh, we'll look forward to that. Uh, it'll be out to, we're hoping to get it out for the playoffs. We might not get it out that fast. Amazon Prime is our partner. It's going to be a four-episode kind of documentary. It's going to be a celebration of the great athletes and how the ABA. There's a book out said, We Changed the Game, written by an ABA guy, Bob Netelike. And I think the NBA has been unfair to the ABA from the standpoint of sweeping some history mm-hmm. underneath the rug. Because in 1977, we went to the... After the second year of the merger, after the merger, we played in the Eastern Conference Finals against Washington. And there are a lot of people have a conspiracy that the NBA did not want us to win that game. In that game, the lights went off when we had a 14-point lead
2: we kid with Danny Furry about his dad, Bob, yeah. turning the lights off all the time. Yeah. He was the general manager.
3: Yeah. And so, you know, I have a lot of conspiracy theories in my life because I've never won a championship, so we have more conspiracy theories.
2: Uh, the ABA, though, had such a personality and uh, really kind of the, the four teams that were taken into the NBA during the merger. And we can talk a little bit more about the merger, but obviously you're doing a whole documentary on that merger. Uh, but the respect – eventually came, did it not, for those teams from the ABA? Because the Pacers, the Nuggets, the Nets, and the Spurs all have a certain amount of tradition right now.
3: Well, San Antonio is the only team that's won a championship. And uh, I think we were the best team out of the blocks early. We went to the conference finals in San Albeck in the 80s. Went to the conference finals, I think, a couple times. And then, of course, Pop got them all over the top winning a championship. But there's a lot of ABA pride, and all of them are about my age right now, and we're losing a lot of guys. And it's a kind of a sad story, and a lot of it is because we're bitter. There's some bitterness that we wish it would have been handled better because, you know, a lot of our guys, I mean, talking, I'm talking all-star players, uh, you know, we lost a couple guys this month, and about every month we lose at least one or two guys. Yeah. How did that work with former ABA players as
2: far as pensions were concerned? Because uh, I hear a lot of uh, the older ABA players are not doing as well financially as they
3: could. Right. Well, we didn't make the big money that today's game made. And mm-hmm. you have to remember, I'm, my contract, which don't get me wrong, I thought I was rich. <laughs> I think I made 35000 40000 and 45000 my first three years in the league. I think I got a $20,000 bonus. I thought I was rich, but that's not the money that people are making today. And the merger, I think there was a lot of conflictive attitude of who was gonna take the responsibility of the pension for the ABA. And I think the ABA kind of got lost a little bit. And then the health insurance is what is killing kids, people today. Getting health insurance as an older person it's very, very expensive. And, uh, you know, the documentary will to donate 10% of the profit we make to uh, a, comp- uh, a nonprofit that helps ABA guys. It's great that uh, some older
2: players uh, like you that played in the ABA are doing some mm-hmm. things to help, uh, you know, your fellow guys that uh, haven't done as well. I wanted to ask you, too, also about uh, the, the mm-hmm. fact that uh, you went right into coaching right after your career. You started coaching very, very young. Uh, you only played about five years, right?
3: I tore my knees up. I tore my left knee up really bad and hurt my right knee. I wasn't good enough at the end. And uh, we had a backcourt of Silas and Gervin. Today, we had actually interviewed Gervin for a documentary. And doc- he was talking about how Bob Bass moved him to the guard position yeah. and how that exploded his career. It lifted him up. And I said, and I'm in the backbone, like, yeah, it ended my career. <laughs> Thanks a lot, coach. Right? Yeah. <laughs> now I'm behind because George Gurman. <laughs> my, my 17 minutes a game went down to about five. <laughs> and you got into coaching. You became an assistant coach with the Spurs right away, though, man. Right? First time, Angela Josos paid me, I think it was $12,000. Woohoo! $12,000. <laughs> Angela was tight. Yeah, Angela was tight. But he paid me twelve. I worked with Doug for a year. Uh, he got fired after uh, the conference finals when we lost. I think it was that year, maybe the next year. And Doug, Doug was the guy that looked at me and I said, George, Doug said, you don't want to be an assistant coach. You're a head coach. And so I went into the CBA. I went to Montana. The Golden Montana
2: Nug- Golden Grizzlies? Is that Golden right? Golden Nuggets. Golden Nuggets, okay. Montana yeah.
3: Golden Nuggets <laughs> and Great Falls, Montana.
2: There you go. That's called paying your dues now. It's- Ooh. You learned about winter up there now.
3: We had a lot of trips. (laughs) The windiest city I've ever lived in. Great Falls, the wind blows big time. What was the CBA like then? A lot of bus trips, a lot of of vans. Uh, At that time, there was Alberta, Canada, Great Falls, Billings, and Casper. (laughs) And Casper is like five hours from Billings and Great Falls. And all those were bus trips or van trips. And then the other team in the Western Conference was Anchorage, Alaska. So you got to fly to Anchorage. Well, that's
2: good that you got to the fly there.
3: Yeah, Terry so Stotts was one of your players, right? I tell people all the time, I recruited a lot of guys to Great Falls, Montana. It was hard to do. Getting the brothers <laughs> to come to Great Falls. Woo! <laughs> that's a challenge, right? <laughs> uh, but we had good teams, and we, we did have good players. And Terry Stotts was one of them and uh, played for me for three years. All three years I played. As some MVPs, Robert Smith, who played here in San Antonio a long time ago. Bob Bass would call me and ask me all the time who was the best player in the league. And, uh,
2: I was looking and, at your roster, and U.S. Reed was one of the players, and I remember him hitting that half-court shot in the NCAA tournament man. for Arkansas. Uh, that game was played in Austin. So uh, now you get back to the NBA. You're the youngest coach the age of 33, I believe. You take the Cleveland Cavaliers job. Uh, George, uh, now you were one of the youngest coaches in NBA history at that time,
3: right, to, to be a coach at that age? I think there might have been only one guy at that time that was younger than me. I think maybe it was Dave the Busher as a player coach. Mm-hmm. There might be someone else here.
2: I'm not. That's I'm pretty not young sure. though to be a head coach in the NBA.
3: In a lot of ways, I wasn't ready. I was very fortunate to be given the opportunity. But I will tell, my first year in coaching, we I started two and nineteen and made the playoffs. And I think that's one of my prouder moments of. I mean, people had me fired. They were, they were yelling for my job, and somehow, some way, we turned it around. And it was one of those years that 36 wins, made the playoffs, and we actually played the Celtics, who won the championship that year in the first round, and played them a very close series. Yeah. I think we had a lead in every game under five minutes in the fourth quarter, and we only won one of them. But that was—I mean—I had a roller coaster year, and. Um, you know, I don't know what happened in Cleveland. I don't want to talk about the bad stuff, but Don Nelson was all, I befriended Don Nelson. Nelly became a really good friend, and he came to me and wanted me to go join his staff. At Golden State at the time? In Mil- he's in Milwaukee. Milwaukee, okay. And um, I went to the Cleveland Cavaliers and told him, I said, hey, I, I love you know, the opportunity, but I would like to go back to coaching. And I told him that Nelly had offered me the job, and I would like to pursue it. And they said, well, I, we want you to stay around for a while because I think what they think they said, we're going to make some changes and you might be someone that we would consider. So I, I don't know what I did right or what I did wrong, but. I got lucky. Well, I mean, getting a job in the NBA at that age was—it's a blessing.
2: Yeah, but but you stayed around too. Uh, Twenty-two uh, different seasons, uh, over a thousand wins. Uh, when you look back at, at your legacy as a coach uh, and uh, all those fine players that you had, and a lot of them, of course, uh, paying you uh, homage last September when you were inducted into the Naismith Memorial Hall of Fame. Uh, what would you say, George? If someone said, "Hey, you know, how does George Carl
3: want to be remembered?" Well, I would, The one thing comes always comes to mind uh, that I, I I wanted to remember is I played the Carolina way. I learned my foundation of my growth as a Dean Smith guy, and I think the one thing I would want is that Coach Smith would be proud of me. And of of all of being in the Hall of Fame is really important to me. But you know what's really important to me is now my name is at the in the in, in the arena at Chapel Hill with the 12 guys that made the Hall of Fame. And those guys are pretty, good, pretty damn good players. <laughs>
2: you're in you're <laughs> pretty good company there. And
3: I, I feel, I mean, when that happened, it was, I, I know the Hall of Fame is big, and it's bigger than probably being in the rafters at, at, Car- at uh, the arena in, at the Dean Dome in uh, Carolina. You know, my life right now is, there's a lot of blessings and a lot of celebration going on. and Well-deserved. And it's, 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 um, It's fun not having win-lose in your life, but still being involved with the game of basketball.
0: Meet Self. We're the app that helps you build credit and build savings so you can build the life you've been dreaming about. With Self, you can build positive payment history, build your credit score, and get your savings back in the end, minus interest and fees. No credit score necessary to get started. Build stability, build swagger, build your financial freedom. You've got goals. We've got your back while you build your future. Build credit, build savings, build dreams. Download the Self app today. Credit builder accounts made by Lead Bank, South State, and Sunrise Banks, NA. Members FDIC and equal housing lenders. Results vary. Details at Self Inc. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't miss events. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call
1: 1-800-GAMBLER. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand.
2: Before we let you go, uh, this is the 50th anniversary of the Spurs. As you mentioned, you were there at the very, very beginning. What's the legacy of this organization uh, in basketball?
3: Class. Class tradition of playing the game the right way. I mean, if I had to, I don't know this for a fact, it might be an organization, but I think in a lot of ways, I'm proud of my Carolina roots. But the Spurs... Are the Carolina, in a lot of ways, of the NBA. They do it the right way. They've done it the right way for a long, long time. Uh, the city is f- in love with it. There's a spirit to the Spur Nation that is different than uh, most most all of the NBA. And uh, it's always fun coming back here, hanging out with the guys and uh, yeah, you know, I saw Terry Stembridge last night, and Doug Moe and Kobe Dietrich, and Gervin, and you know, it's just good memories. Nothing really. quite like those old friendships, huh, George. It's great. It's great to have. You know, as we get older, all the stories get more embellished, <laughs> and, and but the friendships get deeper and stronger too along the way.
2: Thank you so much for taking time to share your stories with us. We do appreciate that. Congratulations on all of your accomplishments, and uh, we look forward to seeing it down the line.
3: Thanks for having me. Okay.
2: That's George Carl, Hall of Fame coach, and of course, one of the original Spurs back in 73. Thanks for joining us for Sound of Spurs podcast presented by Self Financial. I'm Bill Schoening. Till next time, see you everybody.
1: Rugged, resilient, and timeless.